I'm going to tell you something. We should just do a whole half hour. I want to just have James Brown and me. Oh, that'll give you a headache. Better start dishing out aspirin with that. Justin Robert Young is a host of Politics, Politics, Politics. The rumor is that he is an absolute and total independent. And as I look at his phone number, I can't help but notice it's a Florida area code. This might be a fellow Floridian. Justin, how are you? Oh, yeah, Broward County, absolutely. Oh, brother, yeah. let me tell you. So I sell real estate. Now, my office is in Naples, but I also have a little uh, s- satellite office in Pompano, which I love because I'm that first block. Great area for about seven, eight hours. Then I get the hell out of there. It's chaos. It's like Cook County, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I am now, I'm now proselytizing the Floridian way out here in the Bay Area, California, but I will always be a Florida boy myself. Well, yeah, you can't. Once you're there, you're hooked. Um, but I got to ask you, so the rumor is you're completely independent and you actually watched from beginning to end both conventions. Is this true? Every montage, Steve, every testimonial, every awkward staged fake conversation between candidate and regular person. Indeed, I did. All right. So here's the deal. I got one question, really. You know, Misty Callahan loves you and she uh, got, got you to do the show and we're excited. I was looking at your Twitter. Can't help but notice you drank a little bit during it. So here's my one question for you. <laughs> I want to know which convention did it take you longer to get drunk at? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, it was probably the Democrat. Well, no, it t- that it took longer. It was the Republicans, mostly because they ran out anywhere between 400 and 7,000 speakers. So there really wasn't a whole lot of time to, to, to even drink. You were just kind of like taking everything in. Uh, the Democrats had a lot more downtime, which meant I probably imbibed a little bit of my Toki uh, whiskey and Topo Chico uh, highballs a little bit faster. So, Justin, I know this is the Steve Cortez show, but I'm a fill-in host. My name is Sean Thompson. And the way I got to this show, I'm going to tell you, Justin, is because mm-hmm. I'm unvarnished. I'm never going to run for office, and I don't care who likes me. I don't give a rip. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'd rather get punched in the face than paid. It's a character flaw. It's just how God makes my brain work. So here's the thing. I love the way we used to be as Americans. You know, I'm watching uh, Yellowstone now. I remember when everybody was like, had that attitude, right? Where everybody wanted to be an American. Nobody wanted a party to rule them. I am disgusted at both parties. Let me be very clear. I, sure. don't, I don't want these guys, most of whom I could buy like juicy fruit, to make decisions to, to the, over, over our lives. I think it's despicable. I think our entire political system has been bastardized. And that is a bipartisan problem. But under no circumstances, Justin, do I want to be a socialist, a Marxist, or be told what to do by scientists. So you can tell that in the lesser of two evil game, as much as I hate that phrase, I'm, to me, I'm fighting off the Nazis. I'm going to side up with sometimes what I think could be fascistic economics. But, you know, like the old, uh, the old Italian said, between the Nazis and the fascists, you go for El Doce, right? I mean, at least you can buy him off. <laughs> But I want to know what sure. you think after the debates. Well, well, I mean, uh, uh, I think that that is going to be a point of view uh, that, A, was really courted by both parties. You know, the, the Democrats gave more time to John Kasich than they did to AOC. Uh, when you look at the excitement on their side, the people that actually went to go vote in their primaries, 
those who would probably want to hear more from the Democratic Socialist progressive left than they would uh, John Kasich, who now just kind of, I guess, draws a check from Lehman Brothers and shows up in uh, bizarre physical metaphors on the, on the DNC. And on the other side, there was a lot of com- a lot of presentation, aside from Kimberly Guilfoyle setting different uh, decibel records for a convention. Why do they do that uh, to their lips? Why do the women shoot that nonsense in their lips to look like ducks? I don't get it. Who said that's attractive? <laughs> I love women my whole life. I don't want a duck ever. All I know is this: she's got to she's got to be working with something, considering she went from Gavin Newsom to Donald Trump Jr. She Please. is uh, she's, those she's lips somebody are... that that knows knows where the power is. Maybe it's in the lips. You don't know, man. Yeah. You don't know where the power lies. Those lips are uh, faker than John Kasich's positions. What do you think of that? All, but look, they are appealing to you. They are both appealing to you. They want you to think that Joe Biden is not going to be somebody that will work with the progressive left. And obviously, the Republican Party is doing that. But they also wanted to, aside from a few stops in Magaville, they wanted to make it feel a little bit more traditional, including Trump's speech, right up until the point that the opera and the fireworks started. Uh, it was very, you know, far more reserved than, than he has done in the past. So let me ask you this. Was there any, any charm of the John Kasich, please believe us, uh, Joe Biden will not sell you out to the socialist pitch. I have a heavy bag on my three C's in my three season moment. I needed to put tape around it when he was done. That's how much I was hitting it during it. That's just me. I think I, I was disgusted by it. And I'll tell you why. I, I've been studying politics all my life. I was a little kid when Nixon did the I'm not a crook in front of Disney World. And I said, I've been yeah. hooked up. I've been hooked ever since. Then we had, you know, uh, Ford fall down the stairs. I think it's comedy for, for, for the average citizen. And it never ceases to amaze me how stupid my fellow Americans are. You know, you got to remember, I'm living in Chicago, Illinois. You want to talk about stupid voters. These people will vote for a Doberman pincher if the, if, if the, the Democrats that rule the party tell them to vote for it. doesn't matter about the failure or the corruption. They just can't get enough of it. We're bankrupt on every level, and they love it because they want a job. They want a phony pension. They want to be taken care of. So I'm very aware of that, and that's what we're combating. And instead of the parties standing on principle the way they used to, they now are fighting for those people. And I think it's the downfall of America. So I make no mistake about it. I'm not here to tell you that the Republicans are great and the Democrats are rotten. I'm here to tell you that the Republicans are slightly better than the Democrats. That's the argument. And in this in this election, I read Joe Biden's economic plan, which, by the way, I don't think it's his plan. First of all, I think it's the greatest insult to the American people that you run this doddering old fool who clearly has those those fancy depends on. It's a disgrace. So to me, what I think is I'm the one that's going to change the vote. People like me. So to come with me with that covetous never Trumper versus, you know, the Marxism and I'm supposed to overlook the Marxism. I'm going to bite the bullet and vote for the fascist. (laughs) <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think is going to happen. So uh, what do you think? I mean, it feels like Biden is slipping in the polls. I don't think people are well, buying this old man. Well, you know, I mean, look, the, the conventions are going to be loud. But to me, the election turned the moment that Trump realized that uh, uh, the old adage of it's the economy stupid was not in play right now. It's the virus stupid. That's it. And the moment that he decided to soften some of his uh, uh, rhetoric and his actions in terms of the Tulsa rally, where I was. I was there in Tulsa covering it. And the people in front of the line were talking about the masks to me that they were going to wear. That was a miscalculation by the Trump campaign. It got their 
uh, campaign manager fired for it. Uh, they canceled their New Hampshire one, and then they canceled the RNC. The second he did that, and he stopped actively machine gunning himself in the toes, I think you've seen kind of a reversion to the norm of what an incumbent versus challenger election looks like when the economy was robust. And right now it doesn't look like the uh, horrifying Depression era economic picture we have now is permanent. Now, that might change. And we've got a long time to go between here and Election Day. But right now, it seems to be reverting to what I kind of expected it to be back when the economy was humming. I want to uh, we have a break coming up. Can you stick with me through the break? Because I want to ask you a question on how you view the chaos that's happening in mainly these Democrat cities now. And I want I want to. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're going to be back with Justin Robert Young, a fellow Floridian after this. Justin, if you don't like the music, it's tailor-made to me. Just so you know, I think this is the best music of any political talk radio bar none. Um, I want to know what you think about what we're witnessing in the riots. I think it is. I, I mean, I think it's the best commercial to vote for Trump that there is. Uh, well, it certainly did the impossible and chased Joe Biden out of his home state of Delaware. Uh, you know, we, we were only a week and a half ago hearing about how uh, uh, they were not going to buy a campaign plane and they have no physical get out the vote apparatus. And, you know, uh, after a week of watching some of the polling that they've seen in their uh, home states and obviously polling is something that people have different opinions on, but there is no doubt that the Biden campaign believes that something is rotten in Denmark because they ran him out to Pittsburgh today to give a speech about it to try and recontextualize it. But up till this point, yeah, look, when 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 Donald Trump is getting heat for sending federal officers into these cities and or or and the governors and the mayors are saying, or at least specifically in Portland and Oregon, are saying, please get out, you're ruining it, you're making everything worse, and then the violence continues, it's going to be hard to paint Trump as somebody who is soft on this. And that's ultimately what a political campaign is about, drawing lines between you and the other candidate. Right now, Trump's on the winning side of it, which is uh, a, a rarity for him, at least in this year, considering uh, yeah. COVID very much sunk him at the beginning. Do you think it is just a colossal mistake that the Democrat hierarchies are so out of touch with the American people. The last two candidates, I think, are outrageous. They picked the most unlikable woman on the planet. And now you're shoving this guy down everyone's throat who looks like the, the guy from the reverend from Poltergeist. He's a thousand years old. I, I mean, it's preposterous to me. I mean, I'm watching. I got a 19 year old daughter and all their friends. I mean, they're insulted that they would. You know, the agent of change is a guy who's been in politics for half a century and looks like he's hanging on by a thread. Well, not to mention the fact that he's a terrible presidential candidate. You ran in 1988 and he got run out because he plagiarized. You ran in 2008 and he got run out because he made racial gaffes about uh, the first, you know, successful black uh, president and uh, of the fact that he can't go into a Dunkin' Donuts without hearing an Indian accent. See, I'm glad uh, somebody has, else remembers that. I thought I was the only one. Oh yeah, no. Listen, we we got then we're, we're just we just became best friends today. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I have I have been consistently um, down on Joe Biden as a campaigner, and I think that there's enough historical evidence to say that. I don't think he'd be the nominee unless the centrist Voltron formed right after South Carolina. If we had gone into Super Tuesday with both Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar in the race, I, I believe that Bernie Sanders would be the nominee of the party, and I think it would be a very interesting election. I don't know if it would necessarily affect the outcome, but I do know that there'd probably be more grassroots excitement in the Democratic Party than there is now. So do you think for a guy like me that just wants the corporatism to stop on all levels, I want to see K Street destroyed. I don't like the idea that they have prostituted our politics to where pick and choose favorites is now normal. I mean, even among all age groups, people just think it's normal now to have the government pick and choose their favorite pet projects, their favorite companies, mitigate and manage our total economy and strip us of all of our property rights. Am I just delusional to hope for a day when that Americanism is bipartisan again? Well, the question would be, was it truly ever? Uh, I mean, not for for 70 years, but at one time. Yeah, and even then, uh, uh, I always, I always have this thing where I wonder whether or not we exactly even have a clear view into history. Like, like at one point, I'm sure we're going to open up, you know, whatever our, our Twitter apps and just find out that scientists have now revealed that Abe Lincoln is Asian, and we'll just be like, oh wow, didn't didn't know that. Oh look at that, new record. That's crazy. Uh, uh, so I. I whether or not we're going to get more to a point where those particular values are on display, uh, I, I don't know. It's certainly not where the national mood is now. Donald Trump's populism is very much more on the side of the, the problem isn't that we're picking winners and losers. The problem is that the Democrats are picking the wrong winners and losers, and we need to pick the right winners and losers. That's interesting. So uh, so I, I People don't quite have the same fervor for, uh, you know, the national debt. They don't really have the same fervor for uh, how stuff is allocated through Congress. Uh, So, yeah, what I'm saying is, uh, no, you'll never be happy. Thanks a lot. Well, here's the good news. I'll be down in Fort Lauderdale (laughs) in the water with those morning waves, brother. That makes you happy. So I want you to go enjoy them tomorrow for me. Will you please? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I'll be sorry for party rocking all night long. Next time I'm there is the 954. Justin, thank you so much for joining me. You can find him on Justin R. Young on Twitter and take a look at politics, politics, politics. Justin, you do a great job. Thanks for joining me.